For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome to episode number 45 of the Believe in Minnesota Football podcast presented by the Believe Network. I'm your host, Tony Liebert, and you can follow me on Twitter at Tony Liebert and Instagram at Tony underscore Liebert. That is Tony, L-I-E-B-E-R-T. For this week's episode, I will be recapping the Big Ten Media Days last week. In the past week, that was Gophers football. Uh, We'll close out the show with a terrific 30-minute interview with Gophers legend and K-Fan star Tommy Olsen. All right, there wasn't much significant from last week's Big Ten Media Days, but I just wanted to touch on a handful of things. Um, I think the biggest takeaway for the Gophers is P.J. Flex said that um, Muhammad Ibrahim and Trey Potts are at full strength and ready to roll for the season, which is obviously a great positive for the Gophers. Both of those guys will be heavily involved in the offense, and it's great to have them for the fall camp, the duration of fall camp. So that is a great positive. Um, one of the other big uh, headlines that were coming that came from the event was PJ Flack calling the Gophers the most committed team that he's had as a head coach. Um, it's just a very PJ Fleck thing. I, I bet every year he's going to have a statement for his team as long as he's the Gophers coach that they're the most something. So I don't take too much from that, but nevertheless, he's confident in his team. Excuse me. And then um, another random thing was that he said he studied how Chick-fil-A runs their business. And his full quote was saying, we're not going to say that we have similar cultures, but we both believe in culture. We both believe in people and we both believe in the people 
make the product even better. So, I don't know. I just thought that was a very P.J. Fleck thing that he uh, looks at Chick-fil-A to see how to run his football team. But I just thought that was funny. Um, And then the Big Ten commissioner, Kevin Warren, had a few things to say. He said, um, with regards to adding more teams to the conference, that the Big Ten will be bold and aggressive as college sports continues to change, which is interesting. Um, He was... uh, a big proponent in like NIL regulation. Um, he talked about that a lot, which I thought was interesting. I think it will happen eventually. I don't think it's that significant in the short term. Um, and then he was also 100% in favor of college football playoff expansion, which was also interesting. Uh, but I guess overall the Big Ten media is just talking, so it's not a massive event, and there's not a lot to take away from it. And it's an event that P.J. Fleck um, will always shine at because he's a great public speaker, Um, and there will always be something to take away that he has to say. So um, at the end of the day, I don't think there was any groundbreaking news that came from that, but just means we're another step closer to September 1st and the college football season returning to our calendars. Um, before we get into the interview with Tommy Olson, a few miscellaneous things. Um, the NCAA uh, Council Board was also talking about officially enacting the unlimited transfer rule that you don't have to sit out ever um, if you transfer schools. You could uh, hypothetically go to four different schools in four different years. Um, but everyone brings up that that um, scenario, but I don't think that's very common. Um, I don't know if anyone will actually want to go to four different schools in four different years. I don't think anyone starts college thinking, oh, I'll just... I'll start at uh, St. Thomas, and then I'll go to North Dakota State, and then I'll go to... Um, Nebraska, and then I'll go to Minnesota. I don't think anyone wants that. I don't think anyone needs that. Um, but they should be able to to do it, um, I think. I don't think it's going to happen any more often than it was before, personally. Um, it might a little bit statistically, but uh, not any more to even notice, I think. So at the end of the day, I don't think this is really that significant, in my opinion. Um, and I think... It really doesn't change much in the larger landscape of college sports. So people just complaining about it uh, like to think, oh, college sports uh, is going to be completely different. College sports is going to change as we know it. I No, it's not. It's going to be the exact same. I don't think it really changes much at all, if anything. Um, And then uh other thing that happened, uh, John Michael Schmitz, Smits was named to the Outland Trophy watch list over the last week. Um, I believe he's one of 83 total players. Um, the awards to the top offensive or defensive lineman in the country. So it is cool to see him make that list. I think he's going to have as good of a chance of anyone to be a finalist and if not win the award. So it's going to be great to see his uh, final campaign in the maroon and gold. He could be in line for a monster year. Could work his way into being a top 50 Top 100 NFL draft pick. Going to be great to watch him play this season. But lastly, before we get into the interview with Tommy Olsen, this week's episode of the Believe in Minnesota Football 
podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager all of your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting props and futures. Head to Bet Online today to use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50, that is B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, let me now introduce a very special guest, um, former Gophers offensive lineman and K-Fan star, Tommy Olson. How are we doing today? Oh, thanks for the intro, my man. Doing great. Thanks for having me, man. I love uh, I love the little thing. Uh, what day are we on now? 32, I want to yeah, say? Yep, yep, 32. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Thanks for putting me on that list. I, lo- I love looking at it every day. It's awesome. It's so cool. Really cool little history piece you're doing. And you got a lot of old guys and a lot of new guys. Yeah, it's, it's been interesting. I've learned a lot about Gophers football that I didn't know just looking through all the past guys and everything. It's definitely fun to do. It's crazy how good of talent went through Minnesota. It's insane. Like seeing like three time, all big 10 guys, like it's normal, you know, it's just crazy. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, It's interesting to see how much the programs developed. Um, Right. But I guess uh, with you, starting, I guess, all the way back for your playing days, um, when you decided to come to Minnesota, you were obviously a pretty big recruit out of Matamidi High School. Was the uh, Gophers always, um, I guess, did you always plan to uh, stay home and commit to the Gophers, or how was kind of your recruiting out of high school? Yeah, man, uh, recruiting, was. my story is a little weird, right, because my dad was a captain in 82, and so my brother and I, we grew up going to every Gopher game day. Even when there was like ten thousand people at the Metrodome, we were one of those ten thousand. We went up, we went up to the second deck, and we'd spread out. And we, I remember getting like hot dogs and watching the Gophers. It was every Saturday. I went with my dad, and my, and my mom would like get ready. We make huge tailgates. It was the best. So I grew up never missing a home game. I grew up always just dreaming of playing for the Gophers and being number 58. Cause that was my dad's number. That's like, that's all my brother and I ever wanted to do. That was our dream. And so getting recruited when it started, I think I went to seven junior days in a row. So I started in seventh grade and I started going cause my brother was in ninth grade. And so my dad would just bring me all the time. And then like, that's how it started. Like my, cause my brother got tall early and I was, I was big. I was like, probably 230 in like seventh grade wow and yeah I was a big boy man I was big and it was just I always played up and I don't know football was always like I played three years of eighth grade football so it was just so sixth seventh and eighth and I was always the biggest guy and I don't know so it all started in seventh grade when I met coach Mason at the time and just said we're gonna keep an eye on you and they started sending some letters because Eddie was getting recruited too and then, then it really all kind of happened my freshman year. Um, that Brewster took over. I went to one camp that freshman summer. 
And then, so I started right away as a freshman for Matamidae and had a good season. Threw my highlight tape out to all, that was before Huddle, right? It was before you had access to everything. So my dad, being like the best dad in the world, he sat down with like a videographer and we made highlight tapes. We brought our tape to these guys and we made these CDs and we probably probably made like 60 copies and we sent it to my 60 favorite schools. And we just okay. sent it out. And then they started. Uh, and then that's kind of how I got my name out there. And then Tom Lemming. Do you remember? Do you know that name? Tom Lemming? Like yeah, yeah, recruiter? yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he came into town and I made his book as a freshman. And I got a picture in his book. And that's kind of when it all took off. Um, Tom Lemming and I, he, he really liked me. He, must, he really thought I was good for some reason. And uh, so that that really helped and then after my sophomore year eddie got eddie got an offer eddie my older brother got an offer my freshman year and his 11th grade year so after his junior year eddie got offered and brewster gave him a 24-hour offer meaning you have to you have to commit today or else we're going to pull it because the day before he just he went out to michigan and michigan said they were going to offer him so they found that out. Brewster offered him. We all met up at the football field, and my brother committed right there. So as a junior, Eddie Eddie committed, and then I was like, well, that's all I want to do now. And my brother's going to the U. It's a no-brainer. So following that, he goes through his senior year. It's my sophomore year. We're playing right next to each other. It's like the best high school times of our life. And the night before signing day for my brother, so it was like – january something january late january january or like two weeks before it was like january 15th or something yeah um of my sophomore year brewster davis the o-line coach and cosgrove the uh defensive coordinator all come over the three of them are sitting there at dinner and i wore like three sweatshirts i had like extra extra insoles in my shoes i just wanted to look so big and because they've I hadn't gotten any offers yet, anything, but I was getting heavily recruited by a lot, everyone. And um, what I mean, what I mean, everyone, like all the big 10 and then like probably well Stanford and then like USC and a lot of the SEC schools too. Okay. Um, and I was just getting recruited and then no one's offered me yet. Cause the ghosts haven't pulled the trigger. So this is after my sophomore year, two weeks before signing day for my brother. And they're like, all right, we just want to make sure, Ed, we came over to just to hang out and make sure everything's all good. See if you need anything else. And it was just a great dinner. And then Brewster, like midway through the dinner, he goes, all right, all right, Ed, that's enough about you. And he looks over to me and he goes, Tom, do you want to, what would, would you want to be a gopher? I'm like, yeah, it's my dream. You see our house is maroon and gold. Like this is all I've ever wanted. And he goes, well, we're, we came over here to offer you tonight too. And wow. I started, I started crying. And not five seconds later, as I'm crying, I go, well, I'm committing on the spot. I don't, I'm, I want to be done. Like he goes, Tom, I'm, you don't have to. And he's just, he remember, he, I remember him saying that he's like, you don't have to commit right now. I'm like, no, I, I don't want to, I don't care about any of the recruiting process, anything like that. I want to commit right now. And to this day, Tone, I take pride in this. To this day, I'm still the earliest commit of all time. Nick Rollis got close. He did in March of his sophomore year, but I, I think I still got him. I, uh, yeah, so January of my, after my sophomore year is when I got the offer, and I committed on the spot. But then all all the 
people started coming to school, like Stanford and like yeah. Tim Trussell. I remember him walking in school, taking me out of math class. And he goes, hey, Tom, we love what you have on film. We'd love to uh, we'd love to offer you. All you got to do is just come come take a visit, come to a game just to show that you're interested and we'll give you an offer on the spot. I'm just we just not going to offer you if we if for no reason, you know, because we know yeah. you love the Gophers because everyone started to realize like my brother went there, my dad went there. Everyone would say to me, the Stanford coach, if, and Nick Sabe, I mean, all these guys would just say, all you got to do is take a visit. You're good. And you'll get the offer. And the only visit I ever took, ever, was I committed, I committed that January. And then that spring break, so April, March, April of, that, of my sophomore year, yeah. we went down to Florida for spring break. And that was actually Tebow's spring. Oh no, it was Tebow's uh, pro day. So like okay. Percy Harvin, the Ponzi brothers, Her- Hernandez, <laughs> all these guys are going through their pro day, and I'm standing there on the sidelines. Like I remember getting a picture. My brother and I got a picture in front of Tebow's locker. Man, I met Urban Meyer. Scariest thing I've ever done. And I was <laughs> like. And then that's when Florida Gators basketball was sick too. So we got to play basketball on like the Gators basketball court, man. It was, yeah, it was so cool. Like that was the one thing I ever did, like visit wise, other than the Gophers. And uh, that's one thing I kind of wish I always look back and like, because everyone wanted me to go on official visits. Like they all asked me to just to go out there. I wish I would have told Brewster at the time slash kill, like, hey, I'm coming, but. I want to go get pampered at like Alabama, <laughs> you know, like how cool would that been? And like going to like a night game at LSU or something like just to yeah. like, do it and experience it and bring my family. So that's one thing I wish I would have done, but man, other than that, my dad helped me so much with it. My mom would make me breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like my dad, my, like, I can't thank them enough. Like my brother laying the track for me that I just got to figure out what to do. And then my mom, Literally, it's all my mom, like, making me just dinners and lunch and waking me up and always having snacks for me and, like, finally moving out, like, a couple of years ago. I finally realized, like, oh, my God, how much work that is. Like, I know it sounds goofy to say, but, like, even, like, laundry and all that stuff, I never thought of anything like that. She took care of everything, and that's probably, like, a little thing that really turned out to be a huge thing and, like, feeding me. Like, man, I got pampered in senior year of high school because my mom was just taking care of me and, like made lunches i'm talking like big time lunches and like spaghetti and all that stuff man it was it was the best the absolute best and i can't thank the three my dad my mom and my brother more like they the only reason i made it is because of them and it was it was awesome so that's just kind of my my little background story of how yeah. i got recruited sorry for rambling so much don't no that's, yeah, a, that was, that's yeah, a crazy yeah, story. story yeah yeah the, uh, i i can listen to recruiting stories all day that's super super interesting yeah, and you know what? Like, the recruiting all kind of – how my name got kind of bigger is just obviously my brother and my dad going yeah. to you. And then Tom Lemming, like I said, he loved me. I don't – like, he, he loved my film. He ranked me the second center in the, in the country. And it was behind Christian Westerman, who's playing for the Bengals now. Um, I remember I was, I was number two. And then on his top or on his top 100 players for my senior year, it was Clowney was one. I was 95th. And then Teddy Bridgewater was 96. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy, man, thinking about that stuff. But, like, I look back because he has those books. You remember those books that he had? Yeah. I look back at those books, man. I just looked through them like, wow, that's, that's pretty <laughs> cool, man. It, it was fun. Like, that, those, those, those are the best times, though. And, yeah, I got to thank Tom Lemon a ton for all that recruiting stuff. That's, like, really what got my name out there. Yeah, a lot of stuff like that. It's all about, like, who you know and just mm-hmm. building relationships with everyone. Exactly um, right. Yeah, but so uh, like you said, during your recruitment, there were a lot of uh, coaching changes for the Gophers, but you obviously uh, played for uh, Jerry Kill. How would you kind of, I guess, describe him as a coach and your relationship with him uh, to someone that obviously wouldn't know what he's like as a coach in the locker room? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I So I got recruited by Brewster, right? Like they wanted, yeah. me, to, uh, they wanted me to graduate early that spring the whole thing. I was pretty much like penciled into like, all right, let's, let's go, let's go do this thing. And then he gets fired at the Purdue game. Uh, my senior year and like of high school. And I'm like, Oh boy, that really opened up recruiting again, by the way. And then there's an article that came out that says Tom's recruiting is open. And I was just like, Oh boy, not good. And uh, But I never did. I was committed the whole time, but then kill got hired on and kills first weekend hired was my official visit. So like me, Pete Westerhouse, Devin Crawford, Tufts. Um, I want to say Grayson Levine and Joe Bjorklin, all like the in-state guys. We all had like our official visit that weekend and got to meet them. And I don't know. I kind of felt like the golden boy with Brewster and, uh, and then I got to, got it with killing. He didn't know me from Adam. So he, I, it was more like getting to know these guys, you know, and like making sure it was a good fit. And I really hit it off with Lime Grover. I loved coach Lime Grover. Absolutely loved him. And so like being with, it was, it was weird. Right. Cause my brother was getting to know kill as well and the whole staff and like, and they were kind of trying to weed out all Brewster's guys that they didn't really want on the team. Right. So they was going through spring ball now yeah. of, of the first time jerry being there and they're just running like two and a half hour practices eddie's hating it. everyone's just hating it, right it's so hard and all that stuff and then i'm still getting recruited by him i'm like oh boy this is gonna be tough but then had the signing day all good go in freshman year right so that's jerry's first fall one and uh yeah i remember like i couldn't do anything right man as a freshman anything anything and like lime grover I mean, they would like like in the i remember it was the first practice and i'd never played center my entire life and like they had all the freshmen down at one end and but i was i'm lucky enough to be down with like the starters and everything and so i was running with the twos at the first practice at center and i out of 10 plays i snapped the ball over mitch's head like or it wasn't mitch it was actually Queese. Queese's head eight times and kill yelled at me so bad that he had to apologize in front of I've never seen him do this again but he apologized in front of the team looked at me and uh so like that was tough I was just crying it was like the worst practice of my life and then then I actually didn't red shirt got the play right away and uh yeah I went out to USC and like the first play of my career was a it was a kickoff return and an all pack 12 linebackers running down at me and five months before that I was playing Rogers in the semifinals. Right. So it's just, you're at USC. It's just like stuff you watch on TV and this guy's sprinting down and 
I'm with Drew Goodyear. You remember that name? Yeah. Drew yeah. Goodyear and I were on a kickoff return together and we buried this guy. I remember first play, buried him. And I got so amped. And then in film the next day, Kill goes, Tom, you duck your head. This is you're a coward for this. I'm like, oh boy, this is going to be a long year. So just stuff like that. You know, you're a younger guy. But then I ended up starting later that year. I started a couple games or probably four or five games my freshman year. Played a lot though. Um, and yeah, it, freshman year was good. Cause then I, they started like really like me then sophomore year, it kind of got in my head. I was just going to be a starter the rest of my career. Um, they start, they, I, I had a bad, uh, I had a bad two days, like a camp. I just didn't play that well. And then I kind of carried over the season. It got worse and worse and worse. And then John Christensen started like battling with me to like be a starter, like take my spot. And then I got hurt and I like, tore my Liz Frank yeah. in my foot and they, you know, they, I was just, they were so mean, not mean, but like, once you're hurt, they don't really care. Right. They just like next man up type deal. Mm -hmm. And you kind of feel like forgotten about it sucked. And like, that was hard mentally. Right. And then Eddie was getting not good. Like he was getting yelled at all the time too. So it was, that year was really hard. Um, but then I got back in the starting lineup by the end of the year. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was hard. Like he was, he was really mean, not mean, but just tough. My sophomore year, freshman year was okay. Sophomore year was my dog year. Cause I was struggling, not playing that well, getting fat, not good. And then junior year worked my tail off. And then he started seeing it. I looked him in the eye my junior year. I said, by senior year, I'm going to have like this, 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 and done. And I signed it and I made him sign it. And then a year later, by my senior year, I accomplished everything I told him I would. And like he, then we like loved each other, right? And then I found it started finding some success, starting again. I, honestly, like now that I'm talking about, I think the better I played, the happier he got with me, and the worse I played, that's the worse. I mean, the, the angrier he got. So I don't know. It's it's what I always thought a college football coach would be, right? Like he's, he's intimidating. Yeah. Very intimidating. You don't want to make them mad. Um, you know, just try to do everything right. Uh, but then you get a guy like Lime Grover who just – he's he's hard on you too early, but you get it. Like, he brainwashes you so you know, like, what mistakes you're making. He, he, he's, it's, he's so good at coaching. He's so smart. You, all, you Obviously, you interact with Coach Kill a lot, right? But Lime Grover you're with every day. And that's what I, I loved him. I would never trade a million years. Like he was hard on me my sophomore year because he just wanted the best for me. And he knows he knew I had a lot of a talent to bring to the table. And so he demanded just perfection. And I, I, that wasn't me. I was more of a mauler, just go grab guys and get them. And yeah. that wasn't his, that wasn't his mentality. So I had to like change my whole game. My, and that's what it was happening in my freshman, sophomore year. That's why I, I think I didn't get along with those guys early. I would never do like anything wrong or like bad talk to him. I was always doing my job, but then my junior, senior year, you start to realize, okay, I get it now. They're hard on you. Give you adversity when you're young. And so you can earn it when you're older. And it was, uh, I used to always say this, like, I, I joke, I joke around saying like, I would always, uh, I never like would even hug coach kill like my freshman year. Like I would, I just didn't like him at all. But then on my senior year, I would like, I would tell him I love him. Right. So it's just yeah. a it's a crazy roller coaster emotional ride being a college football player. And 
yeah, dealt with the most adversity I've ever had was at the U, but you learn so much from it and it applies to everything today. So, yeah, sorry, I didn't really answer the question about Jerry, but yeah, that's just kind of my story at the U. No, no, that, that was uh, I, that perfect, I think. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> uh, fo- football is interesting like that. It really, I guess, like molds you as a person because I, I only played high school football, but uh, from my ninth grade year to my senior year, you just drastically change as a person, and football plays a huge role in that. Oh, my God, for sure. You learn everything from it. Honestly, every, everything I've ever done in life is I learned from football. Apply it to work applied to relationships everything family it's it's all it's football yeah it's I mean it's the world's greatest game and you learn everything from it and I yeah I'm so thankful for football because it's gotten me where I've gotten today yeah you're just you're just put in very like emotional high stress situations and you have to figure out how you're not necessarily going to survive but how you're going to react to those and exactly I think that's what makes it so interesting right you're exactly right Tom um so at the end of your uh, career with the Gophers in 2014, it was kind of, I guess, the peak of the Jerry Kill era, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys went to the Citrus Bowl, uh, came up short there, but I felt like that was a there was a lot of momentum for the program at that point because uh, that was like first big year in a while. Uh, how would you kind of, I guess, describe like the vibe of the program at that point when you were a senior? Yeah, man, it was it was incredible. At that our senior year, I we had one of the best. I think one of the best teams ever. I that team was stacked. I mean, we yeah. had Cobb and Max. And we were good, man. We were we were good. We should not have lost to Illinois, right? If we would have if we would have beat Illinois, man, we'd have won the Big Ten West. It wouldn't matter what we did against Wisconsin. So yeah, it was that team was nuts. Like we couldn't like we just ran the ball, man. We were so good. And I don't know, like we had so much momentum game. It was fun. It was just a different, different atmosphere. We were close as this group and just a good locker room of guys. And yeah, going down to the Citrus Bowl, it felt like, like the peak, right? It felt like we kind of made it, you know, like that, that's the old capital one bowl that I used to watch Tim Tebow and yeah, like Taylor Luan and like, all these guys, like the old historic, like Mike Hart and all these Michigan teams play in and we're playing in that game. It was nuts. It was so cool. You know, Yeah. it was so cool, you know, and like Jerry getting sick and well, he was always sick, but like really having to go bad. That's, that was tough, man. That was really tough. Cause we, yeah, that those teams were nuts. And like, if you think about it, if David Cobb, me said Thompson, Drew Goodger, like all those guys, like there was a group of probably seven to 10, Grace and Levine, like seven of us, seven to 10 of us that could have really benefited from that four game rule now as a freshman, like how yeah. you can play in four games, even yeah. start four games. Cause all of us just played special teams as freshmen. And like, well, I started four games at left guard and it's just like, it could have been – we could have all been on that next year's team, which would have been crazy, right? So, um, yeah, it's 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 sad to think that, like, that was – well, because they had a good year the next year, but it just didn't feel like – like, I don't know, it just didn't feel as good as that year did. And I, I just – those those teams – and I talk about it with Justin Gard a lot and, like, Grim. I'm just like, man, those, those years, those were fun. Like, going yeah. to the big house and winning, going to Nebraska and winning. 
and then going to Wisconsin and I get a hands in the face call on the second quarter and everything goes awry, man. I, I, Tom, I don't think about it anymore. That's all I think about, man. And it's just like, whenever people talk about it, it's just funny to me, but yeah, I mean, we should have beat Wisconsin that year too. And we handled Iowa, which is nuts. Beat them 52 to 14. Crazy. Yeah. Right. Like those, that, that year was so fun. And like, I just, I loved everything about it. And it was just, it was fun to be a part of it. Fun to be the center on that team. It was, it was great, man. It was the best. Uh, so uh, I, a few more questions for you and I'll, I'll let you go, but um, yeah. since you become, became a fan of the Gophers, obviously since you've uh, stopped playing, uh, yeah. putting you on the spot a little, who are your uh, three favorite Gophers uh, that you've watched since uh, your career has ended? Post-career. Post-career. Yeah. <clears throat> That's a good question. Uh, uh, Connor Olson, yeah. love him, absolutely love him, just a stable. Um, God, that is such a good question. Just entertaining, funny, like fun guy to watch. Uh, Rodney Smith loved watching him run. You're on me a cob so much, definitely. Um, I mean, dude, 2019, watching Bateman, man, he was sick. You know, like, he was so sick. Uh, man, all those guys. And Tanner, like, I love watching Tanner. Sure, yeah. he has some bad games, man. We all have bad games. I just love how he just keeps going, you yeah. know? He's, it's just so cool how he just keeps going. It seems like it doesn't phase him, you know? I agree. And, with that. You get you get so much so much hate, but uh, I, yeah. I well, I was I was in the thick of it with Mitch, right? I've never yeah. seen someone get ripped on like Mitch did, and he's like one of my best friends. So he's coming to my bachelor party, like one of my best friends, and like just seeing what he went through, and then like just seeing Tanner kind of go through the same criticisms, just like, and these guys are so good at football. Yeah, they're so good. They're so good. Yeah, sure, you have a bad, what a bad throw. Okay, whatever. Like calm down everybody it's football man let's have some fun you know like that's that's why I, I, that's why i really like tanner uh, he just he's been through it all and like i think he's gonna he's he's gonna have a breakout year just because i think mentally i think that's the biggest thing in college football that no one really thinks about like he's grown now like he's he's gonna be calmed down like nothing's gonna what's gonna phase him nothing nothing's gonna ever phase him now it's his sixth year yeah, he's gonna be he's, chilling. He's, he just got married too. Yeah, he's a right. He's gonna be chilling, man. I'm yeah. telling you. So, I, I, Tanner is a good one too. I mean, if I really sat and thought about who I really like, I mean, I could go for days. But like, I mean, watching like the old line last year, everyone on it was so fun. They were so good. I agree with that. And, yeah, you know, it's just like I can't wait to see John Michael this year just go off and. Yeah, just I just enjoyed watching up front how how much we've grown since I was there, man. Like we we had to put like a ragtag line together when I was there with my brother, but now they got just pros churning out, right? They're freaks. So it's fun to watch them too. I just go for game day. I'm just the biggest fan ever, right? So I, I go and watch and just like get so excited watching everything. And I don't know, it's that 2019 year was so fun to watch, but. Yeah, but those are probably my three guys. Sorry, I just keep rambling, Tone. But yeah, no, no, definitely, yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I last question for you. Um, you've obviously been a fan of the Gophers your whole life. You played for the Gophers. Now you're a fan yeah. again. Uh, where do you, I guess, kind of think that like the program as a whole, like what's 
What, do you think they can get onto a level of Wisconsin where they're competing for Big Ten championships every year? Or And I guess, like, where do you think the program is right now? Like, uh, how do you think the future next, like, five to ten years under P.J. Flex is going to go? Yeah, you know, Tony, I get this question in kind of different ways, like what you just asked, quite yeah. often, right? And the one thing I always say is, look where we are now compared to when I started at the U and when my brother was playing there. Right. So like when we were here and like when my brother was a freshman, sophomore, and I was like a freshman, sophomore, if we got to six wins, that was considered a good year for the Gophers. Like no joke. Yeah. And that was recent. That was as recent as 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013. That was, I mean, not 2013, but 2012, right. That's within 10 years. We, we forget so soon how bad we used to struggle like bad. We were middle of the road towards the bottom of big 10 every year. Yeah. And now since PJ's got here, no joke. If we aren't battling for the West for the last game of the year, we consider it a bad year. And that's what he's created. So when people ask me, what do you think of PJ? What do you think of PJ? It's just like, he's the best thing we could ever have at the U period. Period. Yeah. He's the best coach we could ever have at the U because he's so good at recruiting. He's so good at motivating his team. And it seems like the kids just love to play for him. And if you get buy-in like that, and now he's got four of these seniors that have been here forever, for the time he's been there, they've been here, right? So they know exactly the culture he wants. He doesn't have to lead anymore. Now he's got these four guys leading for him. And when you get the guys to lead on the team and he doesn't have to worry about leading the team, PJ doesn't have to worry about leading the team. The guys do it for him. Ball game. That's why I'm so excited for this season. And to say the future of, of the ghosts, who it's going to be weird seeing someone else other than Tanner out there. Right. So that's, that's, we, I want to soak this season in. I have high hopes for this season and it's all because PJ and what he's done. It's so cool. We've never been in a better state of Gopher football than we are right now. Ever, yeah. ever. Even like back to like the Mason year, like, this is kind of that era for us now, and we're, we can't let it go away. We're, we're debating if we're going to get eight or nine or ten wins. That's just crazy. Like, I that's agree. normal now. It's normal now. I'm not used to that as a Gopher fan. Yeah. That's why I'm so excited, man. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for it, right? And, like, last year, if we didn't have those two down games, we'd have another, like, ten-win season. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to think, like, how – far we've come as a program and it's all due to pj and i give him the most credit in the world i stick my neck out for him all the time i think it's the coolest thing ever what he's done and we get to sit here and debate on yeah what are we going to do we're going to throw the ball more this year we're going to get a hand it to mo and get him 150 it's just it's crazy to think how far we've come and i could not be happier with where the program is man it's the best and they're having fun they got swag the jerseys are sick like that our our facilities are unbelievable like they're doing stuff that like other top 20 25 programs are doing that's why it's nuts when you say are we in wisconsin i think we're passing them i really do i think the one monkey we got to get off our back is just iowa right and they're they're such a traditional program i think if you looked at the big 10 and this is what i always like to think like in my head right i've never really said this out loud but this is how i think about it if okay. some random guy from the SEC, right, said, all right, we can't – and they're playing 
NCAA 2022. Like, let's say just say it came out. Yeah. And let's say there's two high school kids and they're down in Alabama and they're like, all right, let's play. And they go, all right, we can't be anyone from the SEC and we got to play. And they go, all right, let's do Big Ten teams. And they're looking at Big Ten teams on video games. Who would you pick? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking like you go Ohio State, Michigan. I mean, you go Minnesota, right? Like, I mean, yeah, they're I a fun that. team. It's just like what we've created. It's just like we're in those talks with like Ohio. Well, not Ohio. I mean, Ohio State's Ohio State, right? But like with the Michigans of the world and like the Michigan States and like we're right there, man. We're right I at the top of the Big Ten. We're at the top of the Big Ten, and it's so cool because we're, like, fun. And so I know that I, I bring up swag like it's, like, a joke, but we finally do have swag. We're not, like, just kind of, like, a boring Minnesota team. It's just, like, no, this team's cool. Like, it's a cool team. And I think that has a lot of attraction for recruits. Like, when you just look at, like, if you wanted to go to Iowa or Minnesota, like, look at Minnesota, man. They got a lot of stuff going on. They're exciting, yeah. not just – not the old boring eight win Iowa team. Right. And obviously you can tell like my hatred for these teams are coming out right now, but it's just, yeah, I just, I just, I couldn't love it more what we have going on. And I, sorry for blabbing so much with these answers, man, but it's just crazy how much I'm so excited for the year. I'm so excited for the Goves program where it's at. And I, as long as we got PJ at the helm, I can't see us ever regressing. I really can't. I just, in 10, well, I don't know. You heard it on Power Trip, man. I got like ten thousand bucks on the line for them to win, for them to win the uh, national championship. So, I, national championship's tough, but I think a successful season this year would be to finally get to Indiana, Indianapolis. You know, that'd yeah. be that'd be so cool. I mean, it's we got to get those last two games, man. That's where it's all going to come down to. We all know it, right? It's just if we get well three games because we got to get Northwestern too. So we get those three done. Oh man, I'll, I'd be crying on the 50 again, my friend. Like that'd be the coolest thing in the world. Like it's just, I think this is the best year we have to do it. So we'll see. Right. I just, I think I'm so excited, but yeah, overall could, could not, could not be happier than what, what we have right now. Yeah. I agree with you. Uh, yeah. It's the Gophers are relevant and that's something I haven't been able to say for my uh, 21 right. years of life all the time. So, Correct. Uh, well, uh, I appreciate you hopping on and doing this. Um, it was great talking with you. And of course. Yeah, it should be fun watching the Gophers play this year. Dude, it's going to be the best. Are you going? Do you go to games, though? Uh, yeah, so I'm going to be a senior uh, at the U. And, uh, oh, where do you live? Uh, I live um, – it, it's on uh, 6th Street. It's right in the middle of Dinkytown. I'm in, in a house with uh, eight other guys. Ah, the best, man. I lived right at Beerman Apartments when I was down there. Yeah, the, yeah. the best. The absolute best, man. I enjoy every second of it. God, enjoy it. So you have your senior fall, so you're going to be tailgating, partying, going to the games, man. Definitely. Uh, yeah, we just bought uh, – me and my roommate just bought tickets for the uh, Penn State game. We're going to make a road trip over there. Dude, it's my 30th, man. you got to go. It's going to – oh, my God, yeah. I'm jealous. That sounds so nice. <laughs> Night game, a little whiteout. Can't beat that, man. Yeah, enjoy. It's hey, crazy. have fun. Enjoy every second of partying down there, going to KKA, going to Barnes, man, going to Sal's. Enjoy, enjoy like the like a Sunday when you're just out of it and you want to yeah. go just veg out at a bar. Enjoy it, man. It sounds like the dream. <laughs> have the best fall of your life, man. God, that's cool.
It is. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, thanks again for doing this. And yeah, hope to talk soon. Thanks, Don. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. All right. That is all we have and I have for this week's episode. We'll back, be back next Monday recapping the Gophers' first open fall practice on Saturday, August 6th. And we will continue to preview the upcoming season as we get closer and closer to Minnesota versus New Mexico State on September 1st. As always, I appreciate you listening. Row the boat, Sky Ma, and go Gophers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.